lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. And greetings. Happy Monday. Back after... A little fun in the Florida sun, a little vacation. We had a great time down at Universal Studios for a few days, just getting away. We timed it perfectly, too. We got away just as winter was returning to Iowa. And now we come back just as spring is about to uh, be sprung here. As March is just around the corner, we've got 60 degrees pretty much all this week. So it worked out perfectly. We had a good time. We went down there with two teenagers and they didn't kill each other or anybody else. We didn't kill them. And at this stage of parenthood, that's about all you can ask that's for. That's a win. That is a, that's the W right there. That's a dad posting his W to start off his show right then and there. Nobody died. In fact, when it was over, I didn't even think anybody deserved to. W. Uh, I am Steve Dace. Todd Erzin is here with me, as is Aaron McIntyre. Let us know, in case you have forgotten. Uh, let us know what you think about what we think via the stevedace.com inbox, which you can access by emailing the show, steve at stevedace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. Look for us as well at places that don't try to censor us. MeWe, Parlor, Gab, and Getter. You can also look for uncensored clips of the show that are also free to view over on rumble.com slash Steve Dace Show. It dawned on me when I got up this morning that since before COVID, this is the longest period of time I have gone without a bill bar. Because I didn't take any down there because they're all covered in chocolate and it was going to be 85, 90 degrees every single day. So I thought they would melt everywhere, you know. So this is the longest I have gone. I've not had a built Bar since Wednesday morning. It's the longest I've gone. And so I've got my couple of built Bars sitting over on the desk. We're about to be reunited here uh, probably during the, the next commercial break. And therefore, let's lead off with a reminder This is the greatest protein bar of all time. So many great flavors, all of them covered in real chocolate. And make sure you get 15% off your first or next, 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 several next if you're me, order uh, when you use my last name, Dace, as your promo code for D-E-A-C-E for 15% off at Built.com for Built Bar. That's 15% off the greatest protein bar that's ever been made, I promise you. At Built.com, you'll think it's a candy bar, but it's not. In fact, sometimes they're even better than that. Built.com for Built Bar, 15% off with the promo code Dace. Before we get into today's show, you know, you just have a a, a period of time off and you get a chance to just kind of sit back and see the forest of the trees a little bit uh, and reevaluate things and uh, just to make sure that we kind of we stay on mission here on the show. We stay on mission here on the show. And so I just want to kind of lay something out that is not going to be new, but just probably just needs to be reset and reconfirmed. Right. You know, when you, when they go to, when they, one of the first questions they ask you if you go to a seminary is they'll ask you a question uh, Is God imminent or is he transcendent? And of course, the answer to that question is yes. That is also true of the enemy and enemies that we face in this point in time in history that we have been planted to bloom. Our enemies are both transcendent. And imminent. Transcendent as in the lack thereof. Or the denial therein. And that is why ultimately the meta mission of this show is revival or bust. 
There has been only one perfect person ever. That's Jesus. There has been only one perfect thing ever. That's the word of God. Short of those two things, on our show, we believe that no matter how righteous the cause may be, how righteous our intentions and motivations may be, how brilliant the tactics we may or may not utilize, we cannot win. We can't ever lose sight of that transcendent truth. And that's why we're very intentional about pointing to them whenever we can and about including those two things in our analysis whenever we can. That is the larger meta mission of this program is to both point people to those two things and then number two, to let those two things, let those two lions out of their cage. Let those two devastating weapons out of the hangar. But we also face imminent challenges at the same time. And, and not everybody who stormed Bunker Hill had the exact same views of Jesus or the Bible. They had more uniform views than we do today, but many of them belonged to colonies where if you did not belong to that particular denomination, you couldn't run for office. That's what the Constitution meant when it addressed right away, no religious test for office, that they wouldn't demand that you had to be a Baptist or Congregationalist or Catholic in order to seek federal office, because that existed in several of the colonies at that time. That certainly wasn't the case for all the men that stormed Normandy. A lot of different views about transcendence and truth within within all of the bravery displayed there. But yet they were united against what they recognized was a goal or was an enemy that was opposed to whatever their particular views of transcendence and truth happened to be. Because that enemy viewed itself as the transcendent and the truth. So along those lines, we are perfectly fine aligning with those of you. Maybe you don't believe Jesus is Messiah or the Son of God. Maybe you don't believe in God at all. Maybe you don't believe in the Trinity. Maybe you have different views on these things than we do. We promise you two things. Number one, we aren't going to change our views on those things to accommodate you. And we will, every opportunity we have, try to persuade you to reevaluate your views on what we think are ultimate versions of transcendence and truth. On the other hand, though, we also promise you that you will not have to in order to align with us for the, for the historic challenges that we face in our time. You won't have to absolutely agree with us on everything along the way to fighting the imminent mission. So don't ask us to compromise or to water down what we believe to work with you, and we won't ask you to do that to work with us. And I don't have any particular angle as to why I just wanted to reset that to start today off. I just thought after being gone for several days and having some time away that I wanted to reset it for myself, maybe, if for no other reason. Just a little spring cleaning. Just a little spring cleaning. Well said. 
And with that, here's Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away. Now recommending that some Americans wait longer between their first and second COVID mRNA jabs, saying that delaying the interval between the jabs may reduce the risk of myocarditis. Of course, they're telling us this now that we're looking at a fourth shot for a lot of people. According to former BlackRock portfolio manager Edward Dowd, the life insurance industry in the United States is seeing a huge uptick in payouts. Insurance company One America, for example, said recently they saw a 40% rise in non-COVID deaths in younger working class employees. Lincoln National is up 57%, Hartford up 32% for more examples. It's now being reported by numerous outlets that a 19-nucleotide long RNA sequence found in a portion of SARS-CoV-2 matches a 19-nucleotide long sequence found in a patent filed by Moderna back in February of 2016. And what are the chances of that? According to the UK Telegraph, it's now an open secret within the UK government that the lab leak origin theory of COVID-19 is the likeliest explanation for the virus's origins. According to one study published at Current Issues in Molecular Biology, a peer-reviewed publication, there's now concern that the mRNA COVID jabs are indeed actually changing recipients' DNA. If this is widespread and true, as Dr. Peter McCullough suggested over the weekend, the consequences would be enormous, quote, driving the pathogenesis of a new genre of chronic diseases. And finally, a leaked memo from Joe Biden's polling firm outlines the priorities for Democrats before the midterms. Here's what that memo says. Declare the crisis phase of COVID over and push for feeling and acting more normal. Recognize that people are worn out and feeling real harm from the years-long restrictions and take their side. Acknowledge COVID still exists and likely will for a long time. Don't set COVID zero as the victory condition. Stop talking about restrictions and the unknown future ahead can't have the great reset without the great retcon and that's what happened while we were away wow there's about a half dozen smoking guns in there yeah yeah aaron's montage brought to you by my patriot supply you know the next time that they say it couldn't happen here happens here uh make sure you are ready uh, with preparewithdace.com. Uh, at preparewithdace.com, you're going to save 150 bucks and get free shipping on a three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply. They are the nation's largest emergency preparedness company specializing in long-term food storage. Their food stays good for up to 25 years when it is properly stored. You get a wide variety of delicious meals that provide over 2,000 calories a day, including drinks and snacks. All right. So uh, don't miss this. A vital three month emergency food kit delivered discreetly to your home just to make sure you've got peace of mind and you can save one hundred and fifty bucks and get free shipping on it right now. When you go to preparewithdace.com, that is preparewithdace.com. At the bottom of this hour, we are going to be joined by Senator Ron Johnson. Um, I have made the largest individual political contribution I have ever made to a politician to him here in the last few days. And I'm going to encourage all of you, if you have any extemporaneous resources, which I know ain't going to be many because it is uh, the Joe Biden economy, but for the few of you that do, okay, why you should consider donating to him as well. 
All right. Uh, we'll have that conversation with the senator here at the bottom of the hour. Next hour, we will return to our Monday town hall. Ask me anything in our Facebook followers. Figured we let them have a crack at us. Who knows? We're on constant borrowed time there. So our Facebook followers will get to ask me anything coming up in the next hour. But let's address Aaron's montage because I know some of you are probably thinking, hey, man, isn't there a pretty big story there you left out? No. No, there's not. And that's for two reasons. Number one, the calls are coming from inside the house. If you get the pop culture horror reference, the calls are coming from inside the house. The real war is right here at home. There are numerous smoking guns in Aaron's montage that point to the true origins of this scamdemic and where the virus really comes from and what they have done to those who received 550 million plus doses of that here in the United States of whatever that substance is. And the nearly 6 billion people, or 6 billion doses they gave to people globally. And isn't it funny? Suddenly, puff, it's gone. And there was a ready-made story, ready to transition to instantaneously, instantaneously, you know, man, I know in 2020 and 2021, we heard on this show a lot, if we didn't have Wuhan for luck, we'd have no luck at all. Think about it. At this time last year, we were putting the finishing touches on Fauci and Bargain, right? Right. Yeah. Which would go on to be a number one best-selling book in the country. Several of you have sent me emails over the weekend. All right, man, you went down to Florida and Orlando the same week as CPAC. There must have been secret. No, I just, I had no idea, frankly, that CPAC was going on there. I really didn't when I scheduled this. I just tried to align it with Noah's parent-teacher conferences so he would uh, miss the least amount of school time as possible. And then when I was down there, a bunch of you started emailing me about if I'm, if, you know, if I've got secret meetings at CPAC. No, guys, there's, no. I would venture in the entire history of conservative media, never before, has someone written a number one best-selling book and then not been invited the next year to speak at CPAC. I would venture a guess that's never happened before and I'm damn proud that whatever I represent is such a threat that it happened to me. In fairness, the book was about such a minor topic that Indeed. really didn't affect us at yeah, all. Yeah, it was so. really obscure content. Yeah. Yes. The fact that whatever we do here in this little sliver of the of the middle class of conservative media in which we live, all right, given our platform size, is is such a threat that you just could not bear to acknowledge us. Uh, no, but, but no, I'm I'm not even offended at it actually. Frankly, that's one of the greatest ego boosts I have ever received. So, thank you. But um, it's amazing. It's just amazeballs, man. I mean, this time last year when Fauci and Bargain came out, we couldn't still go on social media and talk about what we thought were the true origins of the virus. To do so on this show, we had, we had to put it in overtime. Otherwise, we'd get our show censored on every platform. 
So he had to do it in the overtime where he could just get it directly from us. That wasn't that long ago, guys. Nope. That was just last year. Just last year. And remember the narrative at this time last year? Is some bats that nest 900 kilometers away from Wuhan somehow flew into a wet market, gnawed on a pig or some other animal that had this virus, and then uh, gave it to the pig and the, whatever animals are over there. Those animals were, there, were, there, were then eaten, and then that's how the virus leaped from animal to human. Had nothing to do with the not one, not two, but three experimental biological labs located in one of the largest population centers in the world, a place called Wuhan. Nothing to do with that, right? Cue Elton John and the Circle of Life music, Aaron. Do you have that on the ready? Indeed. (laughs) Indeed. How about we cue Elton John and the bitches back music? Let's cue that. (laughs) Because that's what's going on here. Now, suddenly, wouldn't you know, Vladimir Putin's had his eyes on that poontang over there called Ukraine for how many years now? And lo and behold... He just happens to invade right when the entire Western conglomerate of the World Economic Forum is trying to get the hell out from underneath the COVID stand narrative and leave Pfizer and Moderna out to dry. Man, I got to tell you. That's it's incredibly fortuitous, is it not? Here's what I believe. There is some form of military conflict occurring in the Ukraine. And that's all I know. That's all I believe. And let me tell you what I don't believe. Literally everything else. I don't believe everything else. I don't. How many of these stories have been the Snake Island story, the little girl to the soldier? Turns out it was a Palestinian, actually, to a member of the IDF. How many of these stories have been debunked that went everywhere, everywhere? It's like watching footage out of Italy all over again, is it not? It's March of 2020 all over again. And there was a part about this just as with COVID initially. I, I, was, I used the word unsettled a lot. Remember that, mm-hmm. Leon? which is really unsettled in my spirit. There's something not right about this. Similar thing about this too. And we were texting, texting back and forth, the three of us in our group chat. And when I got back from Florida this weekend and how that Aaron had a piece of the, had a piece of evidence that really started me kind of <laughs> clarifying what I was thinking uh, is missing. And I started investigating that more, you know, and I started praying on a little bit more for more clarity And then I realized this is COVID as a foreign policy. See, this book here was written, do what you believe or you won't be free to believe it much longer. The the meta thesis of this book is that they're going to run a COVID-like playbook for for time in memoriam because they saw that it worked, at least for a bit. And it's never going away. And so we better be prepared. Now, when I say that, though, a lot of people think that it has to, it, 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 it takes on same degrees and forms more so than a similar process, right? Mm-hmm. 
Okay, that it that it has to that it has to look exactly the way that it looked before. And if that if it doesn't look exactly the way that it looked before, then it's not the same process. There can be different manifestations of the same process. Stop me if you've heard this one before. A threat emerges, a real threat. Vladimir Putin is one of the worst people in the world. He is a tyrant and a thug. He is a former member in good standing, high ranking, in fact, head of the KGB of the Soviet Communist Party. He is one of the world's worst rulers and is aligned with all the other rest of the world's worst rulers. Then there's George Soros, noted liberty activist. No? No? Really? Huh? Because he's all about a free Ukraine right now. A man that has spent a considerable amount of wealth for the last two decades. Throughout the West, including much of it here in the United States. Installing politicians and systems. that want to abandon our constitutional roots, our Judeo-Christian foundation, and replace it with another form of statist, fascist authoritarianism. George Soros has been bankrolling the West's Cloward Piven plan for the last two decades. He's been trying to bankrupt the West in order to point it to a new authoritarian system. So, it's a weird thing. Funny thing. A former Soviet on one side, and on the other side, the rebooted Soviet. And why are they on opposite sides here? Do you think maybe we should strive to find out before we form a definitive opinion? Let's do that. We have a real threat, something that's deadly. In March of 2020, it was called COVID. As we head into March of 2022, it's called Putin. Real threats, right? Sure. Real killers. Yeah. No one's denying that. Nope. Okay. Then along comes another group of people we largely didn't even know about, who suddenly have like all the solutions for this. How are they this prepared? Did you even know what an mRNA? You're the anti-vax guy. You know more about this stuff than I did. Did you know what mRNA was prior to COVID? You ever heard it before? No. And this is like, you know, a dogmatic view for you and your family. I'm not saying this negatively, but that's, that would be an accurate assessment. Correct. So you guys would be like, you're on the lookout, man, for what, what is the new sinister thing they want to inject you with from your point of view, correct? Right. You didn't even know what this stuff was. Right. Yeah. Weird. Did you know what Zelensky was? Uh, like, 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 like 10 minutes ago, did you know who Zelensky was? Vaguely. Yeah. You ever heard of the name Anthony Fauci prior to, you know, no. the emergence of COVID? And if you Only to me, find out he'd been there for 30 years. I didn't know who the guy was. If you showed me Zelensky's or Fauci's pictures and asked me who they were, I wouldn't have been able to tell you. And then and then suddenly 
all of the media and all of the powers that be have the narrative ready to go. And here is the infallible character that cannot be questioned. Your new hero, America, the new American treasure. He's a national treasure. I even saw prominent conservative people tweeting that back in March of 2020. Fauci's a national treasure. Unassailable. And you guys, you know what, what my total depravity kicks in when you start telling me someone's an infallible symbol. Immediately, I'm, I'm going to be, it's going to be a no from me, dog. Okay. I don't believe in infallible symbols. That's why I keep telling you, make sure your heroes are all dead. With the exception of Christ, he's very much alive. So we have now the, the hero and we get pictures of a backstory and photo ops. Some of these photo ops, by the way, that things that you were sharing have been debunked, aren't true. Now we're rolling out tape of him doing Dancing with the Stars in 2006. It, it's, it's, it, this, this seems like a very similar game plan to me. And it should seem like one to you. Because history does not just repeat, folks. It also rhymes. Because as God says, there's nothing new under the sun. And as the enemy says, I just re-rack my greatest hits and just, you know, repackage them and just keep coming at you with the same stuff you fall for every single time. You all love the banana in the tailpipe. You're a bunch of talking monkeys, according to hell. And so they're not shocked that you love bananas in the tailpipe like the talking monkeys you are. And so here we go. Same group of people have all the same propaganda and all the same solutions ready to go, except the most obvious solutions. The most obvious solutions were crippling, punishing shunning, crippling, punishing banning of his energy capability, of Putin's energy capabilities, of his, of his financial capabilities. And didn't do any of that. Didn't do that. In fact, just about a month ago, they tried to stop us, the, the Biden White House, while claiming there's going to be a war, Putin's going to invade Ukraine, actually got him and the Democrats opposed efforts to reel in an increase, a project that would have added to Putin's empire. So we can't have an hydroxychloroquine, can't have an ivermectin, can't have a budenicide, can't have an inhaler, can't have a steroid. Going to pretend that asthma and all these respiratory inflammations of the past never existed. Just go home and wait for the glorious solution that we have in line for you here at the World Economic Forum. And now it's all the same people. We could have done all kinds of things to kneecap this thug in Moscow all along. Could be doing them right now. Still not doing them. Huh. Weird. Almost as if, you know, they don't want to wreck the new toy they think they're about to get in Russia. All they want to do is destabilize Putin. So that we, we can't use solutions that we know work and have worked in the past. See, Putin invades the Crimea during Obama, right? Mm -hmm. That doesn't do anything for four years. When the other guys in the, off, the White House, the crazed, uh, you know, corporate nationalists that they all hate. And then, by the way, nationalism, I guess it's huge now. Nationalism's okay yeah. if you're flying the Ukrainian yeah. flag, not your own, apparently. But now all of a sudden, so invades Crimea, Crimea with Obama, then invade, invades Ukraine with Biden. Huh. Didn't we have like a, like a impeachment over Ukraine and all of its corruption and everything? Indeed. It's amazing. This Zelensky guy has just cleaned this whole thing up in a matter of months while also forming one of the world's unknown secret formidable fighting forces all underneath our noses and we didn't know until suddenly at about 10 o'clock in the morning Friday 
Well, and everybody had all the stories all ready to go. Hunter Biden uh. is just that inspiring. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. See, what's going on here is Putin is the Hitler-like singular megalomaniacal character with his own individual dominionist goals. And just as the Soviets were aligned with us and pushing him and the Third Reich back, but the Soviets didn't do it for the same reasons we did. It's because they were going to replace those iron crosses with, 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 with uh, hammers and sickles. They were going to replace the swastika with their own propaganda instead. And that's who the World Economic Forum is in this story. COVID stock, they had to sell it out. It had run out. This is the new plan now. Same game plan. Different form. Different, different form. Different degrees. The exact same process. The new sudden hero that's unassailable. Pick a real threat and then come up with solutions that only benefit you that we don't even know work when there are solutions we know would work that we're just not going to do. I cannot speak for the rest of the talking monkeys in this industry, but on this show, we ain't fallen for the banana in the tailpipe. You know, you have 360 places in your body. They call joints. And these are vital for movement and activity. But uh, as we get older, they can also become havens for inflammation and the kind of inflammation that causes chronic pain. You know, that achiness, that stiffness and soreness that just lingers and won't go away. And that's why you're also looking for an all-natural anti-inflammatory backed by a couple of decades of clinical research and the last couple of years of my daily testimony of using it uh, as a as a daily part of my regimen. Yeah, I even took it with me on my vacation to Florida last week. It's called Omega XL. And if you want to give it a shot right now, help to rejuvenate your joints and muscles so you can move like you used to before that inflammation became a thing. Uh, visit their website at OmegaXL.com slash Steve. They'll offer you buy one bottle, get a second one for free to get you started here at OmegaXL.com slash Steve or give them a call at 800-844-4888. That's 800-844-4888. Well, I recently, before we went on vacation, uh, decided to make the largest individual contribution to a political campaign I've ever made. Now, admittedly, it's a short list. I've not made a lot of individual uh, donations to political campaigns because, frankly, I've not met a lot of campaigns that were worth me individually donating to. <laughs> All right. But this one, uh, I think, is worth it, uh, even though it's not even in my state. But it's because the gentleman that is running for re-election this year has has been one of the few and the proud, brave souls with an elected office that has attempted to use that platform to get to the truth of whatever the hell these last 23 months have really been and really been about. And I think we have a vested interest in seeing him return to office, especially in light of something I heard him say on a podcast I was listening to. And that's why we want to welcome Senator Ron Johnson from Wisconsin back here to the show. First of all, folks, there's a link on all of my socials, MeWe, Twi Twitter, Parler, Gab, Getter, Facebook. There is a link to how you can donate 
to the senator's campaign right now if you would like to uh, and join me in seeing that he gets reelected later this year. Ron, it's a pleasure to have you back on the show. Thank you for all the work that you have done and uh, welcome back here uh, to the program. Well, Steve, I certainly appreciate that support. It's, it's, it's very humbling. It is to have people being willing to uh, you know, share with me some of uh, the fruits of their labor uh, so I can, I guess, serve some more, uh, tell the truth. So I, I truly appreciate that. And it is humbling. Senator, I was listening to uh, my friend and colleague Daniel Horowitz's podcast from uh, the last time you were on there a couple of weeks ago. And you mentioned something that caught uh, that caught my ear about a role you may get to play uh, if if Republicans win back the majority in the Senate later this fall. Can you share that again with our audience, please? If I get reelected and we're the majority, I'll be the chairman of the permanent subcommittee on investigations. And I was chairman of the full committee, uh, the Homeland Security Government Affairs Committee, which is it's, it is the Senate Oversight Committee. And I use that chairmanship to, for example, investigate the Hillary Clinton's email scandal. We, we uh, found out about and then made public the Peter Strzok, Lisa Page uh, emails. We obviously investigated the corrupt FBI investigation on the Russian hoax, but also Hunter Biden and, and worked with Chuck Grassley. Uh, I've talked to Rand Paul. He obviously has a great deal of interest in getting to the bottom of the uh, whole coronavirus origin story and the corruption of uh, the Fauci, uh, Francis Collins emails. Uh, so it's it's kind of like a mosquito in a nudist colony. It's a it's a very target rich environment, but uh, that would be my primary role would be investigations. And I'll I'll be investigating the the important stuff, not not the little things. We're we're going to be going after what what all happened inside our federal agencies. How, how do we turn, for example, our our, our the medical establishment? Uh, how, how do we turn the treatment pair, pair, uh, pyramid? On its head, you know, doctors ought to be at the top of that pyramid. They ought to be making the medical decisions, not the Fauci's of the world, not the Francis Collins or, the, or Dr. Wilinski's. Doctors reign supreme because they have the primary responsibility to their patients. They have, for example, full off-label prescription rights. They can use an FDA-fully approved drug using their medical judgment for any condition, and yet they have been denied that ability. They've had their medical license threatened. I want to get to the bottom of, of what has corrupted our federal health agencies. I, I call it the COVID cartel, the Biden administration, the agencies, the big pharma, uh, legacy media, and the social media, the big tech giants. This has corrupted medicine. I, I personally believe it has cost hundreds of thousands of people their lives during COVID that didn't have to die. Folks, so here's the deal. And, you know, if you listen and watch this show on a daily basis, I'm, I'm not big into what's the latest team GOP spin. I don't kind of do the yin yang. Uh, we are just here to seek and pursue truth. So here's the truth. The truth is history has shown us recently and again, very recently, that given who is currently in charge uh, of the Republican Party's apparatuses in Washington, you can't necessarily count on them even with power to go to the mattresses the way that you would want. Here is one individual, though, and he's mentioned another in Rand Paul, who has also been uh, very courageous along these lines. But but Senator Johnson has used every ounce of platform and energy that his office provides him to help us to get to the truth. The recent hearing that he had, the second opinion hearing, I mean, I'm as studied and researched on this as anyone probably in American media, frankly. And I heard and learned things that I didn't know. 
Right? There, there is so much of this our countrymen need to know so that this never happens again. This was the worst domestic and remains still the worst domestic threat to our freedoms that we've all experienced, no matter what subculture, religion, part of the country you live through and in uh, since probably Pearl Harbor. We've never seen anything like this, a, a systemic threat of liberty here in this country. Can I breathe? Can I go to church? Can I go to work? Can I own a business? Can I leave my house? Sorts of things every previous generation of Americans, unless they were, you know, uh, say black in the South, other than that, everyone else got to take that for granted throughout the entire previous history of this country. And in the recent history of this country for the last 23 months, 330 million of us couldn't. And there are still many of us that cannot. Or will we be lab rats? For now, as Aaron's montage pointed out today, a jab that all kinds of smoking guns now are coming out about. We need to get to the bottom of this so it never happens again. And, there, and, and we can't just move on. There must be a reckoning. There's never, ever reconciliation without a reckoning and a, and a repentance. There must be a reckoning. The people that did this to us must be outed, and they must be held accountable. And the reason I donated this money to the senator's campaign, even though it's not even my state, is, I, is he has proven to me he's our, maybe our one best chance with power to actually get some of those answers. So if you want to join me in that, please, all my social media accounts right now, I have the link for you to donate to Senator Johnson's campaign. I'm not sure I've ever done this in my career. Can you guys ever recall a time I've asked people to donate to a political campaign? No, I cannot remember an individual campaign we've ever done this for, but we've never had circumstances no, like this before, we have, have we? No. And there wasn't a long list of people that showed the senator's bravery and courage here, was there? No. No. So therefore, he has proven himself. He, we need to reward him so that he will then reward us with getting even more answers that we demand and that we are owed. Okay? So go to all of my social media accounts right now. Facebook, Twitter, MeWe, Parler, Gab, Getter. Look for Steve Dace, at Steve Dace Show. There's a link there where you can make a grassroots donation to his campaign there to get reelected in the state of Wisconsin. Senator, I'll give you the last word. The floor is yours. You may say whatever you would like. Well, Ron Johnson for Senate.com. Uh, but the other link I want all your listeners to uh, find as well is the Rumble link of the full five-hour event, uh, COVID-19, A Second Opinion. Uh, I think it's up to 2.3 million views. Uh, you will learn a lot. But, Steve, we barely scratched the surface. And here's our challenge. The, the, I, I call them the COVID guys of the COVID cartel. Again, the administration, the health agencies, big pharma, legacy media and the big tech social media giants these are the people that have denied the american public early treatment these are the people that were completely wrong they're the ones that trashed the cornucopia of drugs that could have saved lives they can't afford at this point to be proven wrong and you just heard who i said they are they have the power to make it very difficult to prove them wrong so again they're going to be spinning this they're going to be denying uh, what they've done to america what they've done to the world uh our freedoms are definitely hanging in the balance here and so i, I appreciate the support uh, you can rest assured i am dedicated to uncovering this I, i've got a personal stake in this ron johnson for senate.com is where you can go or if you're on any of my social media accounts and any of them right now, I've got a link to those there. If you're at a place right now, you're driving or something, you're working out, you can't write it down, you won't remember Ron Johnson for Senate later, you know all my social media accounts. Just go there later today, make a donation, help the senator get reelected, 
frankly, this might be the one thing we actually see Republicans noticeably and um, substantively fight back on in getting us answers on this, which would make overturning the Senate into their control worth it just in and of itself, in my view, given what's at stake so that this never, ever happens again. All right. So please, one more time, join me. Make a donation and uh, and reward and say thank you to Senator Johnson for the work that he has done and help him to continue to do that work, hopefully next year in the majority. Ron Johnson for Senate.com. And the link also is up on all of my social media accounts. Senator, God bless you, man. If there's anything else we can do, please don't hesitate to let us know. Okay. God bless all you and your listeners too. Take care. Thank you, Ron. Again, Ron Johnson for Senate.com. And the link is also up on all of my social media accounts right now. Even if you can't, even if it, you can't make a big donation, 10, 15, 20 bucks. I don't know, man. There's tens of thousands of people that listen and watch this every single day. Every single one of you donated five or 10 bucks. That would make a pretty uh, substantial dent in a campaign war chest. Take it from somebody that's worked on campaigns, that kind of grassroots Dollar for dollar advertising when multiplied in the sheer volume of our grassroots goes a heck of a long way. So Ron Johnson for Senate.com or check out the link on all of my social media accounts. All right, let us double back to what I opened up the show with there and why I think it's fitting that we just went right from the COVID narrative into the Ukrainian narrative because I think they're the same narrative. I mean, it's, it's like I'm watching the same process play itself out just in different form and degree. But gentlemen, what do you think? So going back to, <clears throat> excuse me, going back to March of 2020, start asking questions about lockdowns. Is this a good idea? You obviously hate grandma. Um, do you think that uh, now you think... Uh, do you think it's a good idea for us to be involved with Ukraine? I mean, we don't really have an interest. You, you hate America and obviously love Putin. Yes. It's the same yes. demagoguery. Yeah. yeah. Um, virtue signaling. Change your avatar to a Ukrainian flag to show solidarity. Dump out your dump out your Russian vodka to show solidarity two years ago. Wear your mask. Wear your mask to show solidarity with the frontline heroes. Yes which will fire in mass a couple of years later. It's the same. It's the same. Dump out your Russian vodka while we buy all the Russian oil. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same type of herd mentality game plan that at the very least, maybe you don't agree with the hypothesis, a hypothesis that Steve laid out in the first segment, but at the very least be extremely, extremely skeptical of every narrative you're being fed Because as Steve pointed out, hey, there's kind of a simple solution here that's been used before, but why don't we just sanction the oil, you know, the thing that we're spending and giving uh, billions of dollars for every day. That would surely get the message across uh, to the Kremlin very, very quickly. Nope, we got to do nuclear warfare. Nope, nope. All of these other measures that we've done in the past, not going to work. We got to go nuclear. Yeah. Protect the vulnerable. Let everybody else go back to work. Nope. Got to lock everything down. Nope. 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 Lock everything down indefinitely. It's the exact same freaking thing. I mean, here's a headline from just in the last 30 minutes, guys. Uh, Irwin over in Turkey. Turkey's a member of NATO. Turkey's a member of NATO. 
We're not planning on breaking ties with either Ukraine or Russia, no matter how this whole thing turns out. They're a member of NATO. Not this, none of this yeah. smells right, Todd. Well, to see uh, the Ukraine narrative about can't get enough guns, give them guns, pass them out like Tic Tacs, uh, you know, and I'll, yes, and and the same the same people who are yay that uh, are also the people that just five seconds ago who are saying the Canadian trucker convoy who had no guns or were just sitting around and having a party and trying to get their freedom back. Those were dangerous, dangerous enemies of the state. I don't like you can't take people like that, David French, seriously. It's um, the enemies are here. Uh, within the gates it, that that's why none of this should feel right you you are being lied to everybody is being manipulated not only you vladimir putin not a good guy clearly also being manipulated by forces who want this and want to use him and whatever this is for yeah. whatever they want there's there's no good guys and bad guys here there's just bad guys and worse guys and that's what we're what that's what we're seeing in this conflict i think our colleague and buddy Daniel Horowitz literally just tweeted this 30 seconds ago. The Russian vodka is the new mask. Yep. Take the red pill. This isn't. Mm. Take it. Oh, I I have been. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm. And 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 let me say this too as a as a disclaimer. You know we. We went through a boomer generation of muckrakers that, you know, dug up Watergate and then everything else, the rest of their careers had to have that looked the slight bit mm, sinister or suspicious, yes. had to hearken back to that, okay, and be compared to that and have a gate after it, yes. okay? We got to be mindful that because of because of everything we've uncovered and this still ongoing scamdemic, that we don't do the same similar type of projection, okay? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. To try to just re-justify the, the, the previous work that we had done. But damned if this does not seem like the exact same playbook with all the exact same players. And they just had, they had all of their, pro- dude, they're literally reading at the UN right now a text message from a Russian soldier. So, you know, that, that it, it, it how'd they get that? How, how did they get that? And it doesn't even seem real. I, when you read the text of it, it seems like something a three-year-old wrote. Okay, or a, or or a third grader, I should say. I, I mean, where was it? How, the Ugandan prince asking yeah, for something. How do they have all this stuff just ready to go? How did they have six feet? How did they have all that stuff just ready to go? How did they have this rollback just suddenly ready? Last week it was we're going to social distance and we're N95s at the State of the Union. Yep. Now come one, come all. All of a sudden, I'm not taking the banana in the tailpipe anymore. All right, we're back here with Hour 2, live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. Steve Dace here with Aaron McIntyre, Totters, and all of you. If you are a podcast listener, thank you. Please leave us a five-star review if you've yet to do that. Uh, those things help us to grow. At least I'm told. I don't really know how that works. But if nothing else, you're satiating my ego. 
And I appreciate the affirmations. Uh, you can also hit the subscribe button or the follow button if you prefer to do that instead. Thank you to all of you that have done those things for us already. You guys on the podcast are a big part of our audience and we appreciate uh, you guys, everybody, as much as we do, everybody else that uh, finds their own path and way to uh, follow and get access to our show each and every day here on Blaze Media. Uh, also, let us know what you think about what we think via the SteveDace.com inbox. You can do that by emailing us, Steve at SteveDace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Day Show. Look for us on MeWe Parlor, Gab, and Getter, too. You're, remember, you're also going to get uh, the link there to donate to Senator Ron Johnson's campaign for re-election later this year in Todd's home state of Wisconsin. But he's neither one of our senators, but no one, no one has gone more to the mattresses on taking on COVID stand with an elected office than Ron Johnson has. Nobody, nobody in America has. And if it's true what he's claiming, that he will be the head of the Senate Select Subcommittee on Investigations. Given his previous track record, that and now is in the majority, he has subpoena power. Yeah. That is power we want him to have on our behalf. So maybe you are in a blue state or a blue district. You got, you're doomed either way, or you are in a fake red state, red district with somebody who's as useful to you as mammary glands on a bull, okay? Or testes on your aunt. Although nowadays, ants have testes and dudes have periods, but I digress. You know what I mean. If that's the case, at this point, Ron, make Ron Johnson America senator. Because he's doing the Lord's work right now. And take the energy and the, and the resources that you'd love to give to your worthless Republican, except he's worthless, so you won't. And give it to somebody who's worth it. And that's Senator Ron Johnson. And again, wouldn't ask you to donate to a cause I've not donated to. So I did it first. I gave the largest individual donation to Senator Johnson's campaign I have ever given to anybody. So do the best you can do. Given the size of this audience, a little bit goes a long way when it's multiplied by the volume of the multitude that are watching or listening right now. Ron Johnson for Senate.com or on all of our social medias, MeWe, Parlor, Gab, Getter, Facebook, and Twitter. Just look for Steve Dace or Steve Dace Show. You'll see the link in those feeds to each and every one of those where you can join me in donating to Senator Johnson today. All right, let's get Hour 2 underway. Brought to you by Moink. They deliver grass-fed grass-finished beef and lamb, pastured pork and chicken, and sustainable wild-caught Alaskan salmon straight to your door. Why? Because they're not a big corporate conglomerate. This is a really, a, it's a coalition of family farms from all over the country uh, that are individually owned, not owned by the Shycoms, or businesses that are basically owned by the Shycoms. Uh, and they are here to help support the American farmer and also try to make those skyrocketing meat prices a little bit more affordable for you by just going right to the producer uh, without the middleman. All right, so if you want to get involved with Moink, Choose the meat you want delivered in your box every month from ribeyes to chicken breasts to pork chops to salmon fillets and much more. Plus, you can cancel at any time. All right, just go to Moink, M-O-I-N-K, moinkbox.com slash Steve. And if you sign up, free filet mignon for a year. If you sign up free filet mignon for a year, you can't beat that when you go to moinkbox.com slash Steve.
All right, let's get to our Monday Town Hall, our Facebook Ask Me Anything. Uh, we solicited the questions on our Facebook page yesterday. I've not looked at any of them. Todd, you have selected the ones that uh, you think we should answer on the air. And Aaron, you will read them off one by one. We'll see how many we get through, and you may begin. All right, we will begin, not with that, uh, but with uh, Tom and Matt, a double question. Tom King says, Steve, do you think the Russian soldiers really want to fight the Ukraine people? To me, it's like asking Americans to go kill Canadians. I think this might backlash on Putin. Matt Wells asks, what is possessing some on the right to root on Putin? Who's rooting on Putin, by the way? I don't. I don't know. I'm, I'm, it's, I'm asking. It's I, literally I don't know. The, I, I, I mean, I've been have, on have vacation seen, a lot. You, I have know? not seen rooting on Putin. It's just if, if you say what I've seen, maybe you've seen something different, Todd. What I've seen is the same sort of demagoguery that I pointed out. If you question lockdowns, you hate grandma. Yeah. If you question going and intervene, intervening militarily in Ukraine, you automatically are a Putin slurper. People are saying no. uh, Tucker Carlson has been pro-Putin for okay. basically... He's, and Tucker has been doing a version of what you did today. Okay, so I've not seen the clip. I, I And I'm only asking because I would want to know what does being pro-Putin on the right, what does that look like? Okay, I mean, I, I've seen like a few people, you know, make a, a claim that he's a Christian or what have you. I, I just, but I, you know, I, I don't. I don't know anybody notable. I'm not saying they don't exist. I'm just, I don't know who is notable that is defending Putin on the right. But Listen, if, you'd be pro-Putin based on this, the standard that's being espoused right now by a lot of typical people. You'd know exactly who they are, but you would be acknowledged as that by them for what you did last week, proposing the question, who's more dangerous to our way of life, Putin or Trudeau? That's not even close. It's Justin Trudeau. But, but you'd be, you'd be for even thinking that's a worthy right. conversation Correct. people right now are saying you're pro putin that's right. the point right i mean vladimir putin can't get access to my bank records and um and and get my information from uh, an american bank justin trudeau tried that but so on the second question i would want to know a specific example of what pro a pro putin standpoint because i i don't attract those people because i've been pretty anti-putin because i'm kind of anti-evil that's just kind of my jam. So I'm not someone that would necessarily attract those people. So I don't see a lot of that. But that's why I would need a specific example to respond to. Uh, the, as to the first question, I think that you're getting a different version of events via what you're seeing through our fake news media. And our even faker social media big tech overlords and their filters. Then what is going on on the ground in Ukraine? And I don't say that with a rooting interest. I, I, I'm just being, playing war correspondent here. I'll say it. You know, remember those memes in the uh, about a decade ago? What who you think you are? Yeah, who everybody else thinks you are? Sure. Remember sure. those? Yeah. Okay, all right. Okay, how you see yourself, how everybody else sees yeah, you, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. I, I think Vladimir Putin sees himself as 
as the as 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 the the world is Survivor, the game show, okay, and and he's the winning contestant. He's the only one who can outwit, outlast, and outplay. I think he views himself as the smartest guy in the room. And most megalomaniacal tyrants do. He thinks he's the mastermind here. I believe he is the mark. And... I mean, look at this news that just came out during the commercial break. FIFA has announced it's going to ban Russia from the World Cup later this year. That's actually pretty big news. I mean, as much as I dunk on it for its pro-socialist rules and leanings, there is also no denying from a market standpoint that outside of this country, there may be no more lucrative leisure pursuit in the world than soccer. It's certainly in the conversation, right? Fair? Oh, more than fair, yeah. yeah. Okay. So I would argue this is actually one of the most substantial punishments that Russia has faced yet. It's frankly. the biggest sporting event in the entire world. Yes. What 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 we just have like last month? Actually not even last month. A week ago. A week ago. What did we just have a week ago? The Olympics. Where were those held? China. China. What went, on, what went on in September of 2019 in China? You guys remember? The World Military Games? Yeah, the World Military Olympic Games. Military athletes from all over the world, and they were held where? Not just in China, but where? Wuhan. Where they in were. Wuhan. So they, they let all that military personnel come to their country, get infected. They then, in January of 2020, told the World Health Organization there's no person-to-person transmission of COVID-19. They lied about that. They sent hundreds of thousands of college students from their country to ours. We import something like 400,000 Chinese college students every year. How many of them were infected or carriers? In fact, I'm going to go look it up right now. I've not seen, it's been a while. I want to look this up really quick here. We're approaching 1 million deaths for COVID-19 here in the U.S. We're at almost 6 million. That's an interesting, ironic number. We're at almost 6 million globally. All because either the Shycoms were forging a bioweapon at the assistance of our research bio pharmaceutical behemoth or they were just using them to do it or they just were unable to secure their own research and experimentation in their own lab either it got out of their labs unintentionally or intentionally but one way or another i mean hey i I, if if i drive recklessly but i'm not trying to kill somebody and i mow them down i don't get away with that right Right. I'm not charged necessarily with murder, but at the very least, some form of manslaughter or sure. vehicular homicide, correct? Yeah. So whether it's you know, premeditated, then that's a first degree situation. So we're somewhere between first degree genocide and um, some form of a manslaughter genocide that the Shycoms are guilty of. Fair? Yeah. 
And yet the whole world went there for the Olympics just a couple weeks ago. Correct. And the Russians, they're, they're banned. Huh. See, I think Putin thinks he's the mastermind. He's not. He's the mark here. Thinks he's the one that is manipulating all of these circumstances. He's not. He's the one being manipulated. He's the mark. Now, the danger is what happens if he discovers that. Because he, he cannot absorb a defeat of this level on a, on a global stage. He's, he's hitting 70. There were instantaneous protests in the streets of Moscow when the invasion began in Ukraine. Instantaneous. That, that's spontaneous, organic. That shows that there's some layer underneath of unrest. Rulers like Putin stay in power, not just because of sheer will. It's hard to do that with a country the size of Russia. It's hard to be an un level of leader. Even Stalin, Khrushchev, Brezhnev needed a Politburo, needed an administrative state to govern a landmass of that magnitude. They couldn't just do it as singular dictators. So the other reason you do it is the respect of your power and prestige. The idea that you're on the winning side. So if I can't be with the one I love, honey, I love the one I'm with. But if I smell weakness, if I sense maybe the old man doesn't have it anymore, suddenly it's a Garth Brooks song and it's the night I call the old man out, right? Sure. And he risks that if he face plants here. So I don't know what happens if, when and if Putin figures out He's the one being played. He's not the mastermind here. He's not pulling any strings at all. They were already ready for this. They were counting on it, actually. They didn't do, the World Economic Forum crowd didn't do anything preemptive that would have stalled this or would have de-incentivized it whatsoever. They've been very slow to aggressively react to it once it got, once it began. But they haven't been slow with their propaganda, have they? No. They haven't been slow with their messaging, have they? No, they haven't. So I don't I don't know what happens when he figures out, oh, I'm not the lone survivor. I'm, a, I'm the guy that's going to get blindsided to the next tribal council. What happens when a megalomaniac with nuclear weapons figures that out? And he's on his way out, and if he looks weak, if he face plants... They got a lot of thugs in Russia, guys. It's a thugocracy. There's a lot of wannabe Putins there, both in the public and private sector. A lot of folks that would like to have the master bedroom at the Kremlin where he sleeps. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That thing can become Lord of the Flies real quick. If they sense the old man's kind of lost his fastball, that... There ain't enough blue pills in all of Russia to help the old man get it back up again. They start sensing that. Then a lot of wannabe Putins, they might be inclined to make their move. 
I don't see Putin like peacefully looking, doing the math and, and, you know, allowing himself to be peacefully deposed the way Gorbachev was by Yeltsin and those unrest in the early 90s. Can you see Putin going out like that? Not really. No. Putin's going out one of two ways. Death, blaze of glory. Nothing in between. Death or blaze of glory or blaze of glory that leads to death. So, if that now that brings me to the second question there. If the idea that I don't want to risk cornering a madman with a nuclear arsenal into thinking, I guess I've got no choice then, do I? Switch. No, I. if it's pro-Putin to say, I don't give a rip about Ukraine, if it means a nuclear war, then I guess I do have the pro-Putin position if that's how we're defining it now. But that's why I'd want to know, what does that, what, quantify that for me? What does it look like? See, Putin thinks he's a strategic partner of China's. China's not being shunned on the world stage at all. They just hosted the Olympics. So I think Putin is, is, is alone here. And what will be fascinating or tragic is what happens if he figures that out. What's he do then? That's what I would be afraid of. Aaron. Moving on, Laura Bundy says, do you think justice will be done for the bugging and listening in on President Trump? How can people allow Hillary to walk free? We are not a nation. What's her name again? Laura? Laura. We're not a nation of laws, Laura. And we never have been. We are a nation of political will. And we always will be. So the reality is you're asking the people who did the coup to hold themselves accountable. Nobody does that. So then what needs to happen is when the people that the coup were conducted against regain power, you need to ask them. You could hold anybody accountable here. I mean, I guess Bill Barr's got a book coming out, Trashing Trump. Who was the show that told you when everybody else was playing his clips of the cocky water drinks and he played the bagpipes once? Right? How much how much political jerk off opium porn did, did did our industry produce of that garbage in 2018 and 2019, right? Too much. Too much. But what was the one show looking at what he was what he was actually doing at that time, which was nothing on anything, and asking, does this guy do anything other than cocky water drinks, deliver speeches, or play the bagpipes? He did nothing. And then when he needed to be counted on the most while they were stealing an election, he just was nowhere to be found. Didn't he take a vacation? When this was all going on back in 2020, if I recall, didn't he go on vacation? I believe that he did. So they would have had the power to do something about a lot of things. That's another guy, though. Trump couldn't fire him because it would cause a media firestorm, blah, blah, blah. That's really, frankly, Laura, it's a question for Donald Trump. Barring health intervening, and he's pushing 80, so that can happen. But barring that, he's going to be the GOP nominee for president in 2024. Barring that. So, 
then the question that you really need to ask him that. I mean, I I wouldn't go ask the Gotti family, hey man, you guys are going to hand John over, right? No, because he's John Gotti. It's his family. It's what they do. They're the mafia. They're not going to just hand him over, okay? No, they're not going to police themselves. That's what you have to do with your enforcement agencies. So it's very clear that the FBI and all these people, the FBI run by Christopher Wray, who told us that Antifa is just an idea, not a real thing. By the way, who appointed Christopher Wray, head of the FBI? Who did that? Donald. Donald Trump did. Yeah. So frankly, these are questions for President Trump. I, I wouldn't expect the mob to hold itself accountable. I, I, you know... The Zodiac killer didn't turn himself in. Hillary's not going to hand you the body count list going back to Vince Foster. Okay, so not, you, what are you going to do if you get power? That's why I hope someone runs against him that's not like a Larry Hogan, Jeff Flake wannabe. Somebody with real beliefs. Because I think we need to find out, are we getting the pre-COVID Trump or the post-COVID Trump? I'm totally fine if Trump is running for president to settle scores. Because frankly, I... I want him to settle. It's within my it's within my self-interest for him to settle the scores against the people he's got scores to settle against because they hate me too. You know what I'm saying? I don't have a problem with that at all. I just want to know if we're gonna if we're gonna well now it's truth our ego. It's supposed to tweet it. Are we gonna truth our ego, truth social our ego, or are we going to actually act on it if given power? Because we're gonna get all the same wailing and gnashing of teeth if he wins again, right? Yeah. So I'd like to earn that this time, wouldn't you? Yes. I mean, I want the body count. I want. I don't want. I don't want press releases. I want body counts, Laura. I. I'm, I'm assuming you want the same thing. These are questions for President Trump and his, and his close associates. Because the the the, the Demon Party is not going to exercise themselves. The, 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 no. No demon says, you know what? I've kind of had it with this host. Five thousand. Nope. They've always got to be cast out. So are we going to be doing any casting outs? I'd love to see, like, casting out Tuesday, followed by casting out Wednesday, and double cast out Thursdays, and then Friday is the triple cast out. I'm in. You? An exorcism special. I would, yes. All right? The casting outs will continue until morale improves. I'd love to see that. I want to see the Donald Trump that is the figure, the caricature that the other side has created. I'm rooting for that. Not, I'll just sit here alone in the Oval Office while the coronavirus task force meets without me and just sit here and, you know, my son-in-law told me I can't do anything. And Hey, um, he's, and, it's and, not and, Thursday. Save it for Thursday. Yes. I can only take so much. Yes. All right. I, I, I want to see that guy. I don't want to see, let me tweet out the danger and then appoint... James Comey and Christopher Ray and Bill Barr. All the best people. Yeah, no. I want to act on the danger. I want to, I want to, I don't even want to, don't even social it. Don't press release it, just do it and then rub their noses in it. Like I want him to be obnoxious, but after doing stuff, not before he does it and then never does it. He's just obnoxious and then doesn't do the stuff. Do the stuff and then be ruthlessly obnoxious. I'm in, you? Sure. Yeah, we're all in on that. But these are questions for the president or the would-be president, the former president who could be the would-be president again. Will he act on that will? 
Before we get to our next question, tell you about ScoreMaster. If you are thinking of trying to get in before the clock hits zero and the Fed raises those pesky interest rates, whether it's a home loan or refi, uh, uh, it's an auto loan or a business loan, get to ScoreMaster as soon as possible. I used it last year to help us with our refi of our home to get an obscenely low interest rate because they put the information into your hands. You won't just know your score, but why you have the credit score you have, exactly why, and then exactly how to get to the credit score you want and it can take maybe as little as three weeks to raise your score about 60 points. Uh, that is a huge difference, not just in whether you get approved, but but what kind of terms and conditions with your approval you can get. So go to scoremaster.com slash Steve right now. All right. See how many plus points that you can add to your score. Takes just about a minute to get started. All right. Scoremaster.com slash Steve. Let's go next to Susan OJ. How do you three have the time and ability to do all you do to research and inform us each day, and yet you're also all over movies, music, and sports down to the tiniest detail for the past 30 years? None of these things interest me, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's great. How do you talk about all this stuff? I'm really impressed, I, I, but I couldn't be even less interested in it. All right. Um, I, I just, you know... I don't know. I've just always, I've, I've, I've always been like this, you know. I mean, some people are born seven three like Shaquille O'Neal with three percent body fat. All right, and some people are born with Nolan Ryan's iron arm that lasts well into his forties, throwing hundred mile an hour haymakers. Right? Okay. And some people are born great mathematicians, and some people are born with the ability uh, to, um, you know, MacGyver anything. I can't do any of that stuff but accumulate wide volumes of information on a variety of subjects in a very, and then process them in a very um, swift amount of time that I can do. That's my thing. I, I can't do any of the rest of the stuff I just said. Okay. I can barely change a tire. All right. But that's the way I was made. That's what I can do. And I don't have another answer other than I just have always been able to do this. You know, as long as I can remember. Uh, let's do one more. Uh, jo uh, John Mole says, based on your week of reconnaissance, which Florida City will soon host the Southern Command, as Rush used to say, of the Steve Day show, or will the HQ make the obvious permanent move to the sunshine, sunshine State? My buddy, um, where does he live? It's in the northern panhandle, I think, that... Uh, which is considered the most conservative part of Florida, right? Yeah, Pensacola. It, yeah, in that area. Isn't yeah. the saying that the further south you get, the further, the further north, north you, you go? go. Yeah. yeah. All right, so... Or for the further north you go, the further south you get. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Um, but uh, So I had it backwards. But he has some great beachfront property. Like, our, I, I talked to Bob Vanderplatz. He'll be back. He spends a, Florida, a month in Florida in February every year. So he'll be back with us next week. Him and I chatted yesterday. He's on Marco Island. And temps in there were in the mid to the low 70s the whole month he was down there because they're surrounded by the ocean. They got the breeze coming off, you know, the the sea and everything else. Well, we're well inland in Orlando, and it was, you know, it was very, very warm. So uh, I'd probably go for uh, I, my buddy David Jeffers had me down there to speak to his group about four or five years ago. And then somewhere, I want to say Fort Myers or something, right on the beach um, in the northern Panhandle area. And that was absolutely gorgeous, you know, and you get, and you can still get a little cool, you know, cause I still want a little fall 
that would be kind of the place if I was to do Florida. That's where I would go. So I don't think I have the location right, but that sounded right. Nice. So. Sounded um, lovely. Let's see. We'll ask this. We'll see if we have time. Actually, we'll just tease this before uh, the break. Jacob Hoffman says, what difference does it make if a person dies on a ventilator in the hospital or gets blown up by a missile in Ukraine? Well, when it's the same people causing both situations and pushing both buttons, the answer is not much. How's that? That works. Yeah. I mean it when I said last segment, though. If, if you guys think at, at any point I am doing, you know, Watergate type of projection in the future, by all means, pimp slap me. Don't let me do that. Done. Okay. I just, I'm just seeing way too many parallels here, but I could be wrong. More in a moment. Aaron just tweeted, if you're unwilling to turn the planet into a scene from Fallout so we can save the Kiev, Kiev Library's Drag Queen Storytime Hour, you're not a real patriot. It's true. Nailed it. <laughs> uh, welcome back here. Uh, to the program on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. This portion of the show brought to you by Alliance Defending Freedom. You know, parents have a fundamental right, or at least they should, uh, to direct the upbringing of their children, but the demonic teachers' unions and the schools, most of them control, don't want to acknowledge that right. In fact, they think that uh, your children belong to them, and that's one of the key freedoms that they fight for at Alliance Defending Freedom. All of their uh, clients, they represent pro bono, which means they get by on funding from people like us with tax-deductible donations. If you want to make one right now to ADF's Freedom Fund to defend parental rights and more, all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court, make a difference with your gift to ADF today when you go to adflegal.org slash Steve. Make a tax-deductible donation today at adflegal.org slash Steve. Once more, that's adflegal.org slash Steve. All right, let's continue with our Facebook Ask Me Anything. That's a lot of questions for this show that we got through. Yeah, it was a pretty eclectic mix. segment there. All right, let's continue. We will go next to, I'm sorry, Karen Tagliaferri. Sorry, I just butchered your last name. What are your thoughts on the USA convoy? Will they even get close to the Capitol? Will Biden even acknowledge them? Um, I, I, I think it's a great idea. I think it's overdue. I think that we have a we have a political reality here in our country, both with really the miraculous structure and language of our constitution, but also the remnant of the people that still remains. That I think we had we thought we had other means that we could push back on this and not have to you know go full doobie brothers here and take it to the streets like with a trucker convoy right in canada they don't have a constitution like ours and um and they're just 
there was no Ron DeSantis to fall back on. No, no Kim Reynolds or Brian Kemp. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There, 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 there was no red states, you know, where Mike DeWine as your governor sticks out like a sore thumb. And it, most freedom-loving Canadians would kill for a Mike DeWine. I mean, he's, you know, Winston Churchill, Augustine, compared to most of what represents them. And they finally realized that, you know, this was going to have to be done by ourselves. I think in our country, because of the notion of a rep- representative republic, and that we can still get good people elected, that I think that that created a little level of complacency. And that if we would have done this a year ago, things would be looking a lot different in this country today. And what's going to happen, though, is that convoy is going to get there. And the media and the regime are all going to go with the messaging. We've already done most of what they wanted. What are they here for? That's just another January 6th, right? They're going to say, we've already rolled most of this back. We've already changed our messaging. You know, we've acknowledged the, you know, they won't say the term herd immunity. We've reached some form of population immunity via Omicron, right? They're, they're going to they're gonna go with that. So my advice to the trucker convoy here in the U.S. would be, before I left for um, Orlando, I saw a statement that it, one of its chief organizers put out. I think I retweeted it. It's a great statement. Have a very clearly defined goal in mind. The Canadian truckers did, and that's why they were successful. Um, but then have make sure you've got your messaging down pat. That'll be easier for you here because you have media outlets like this where in Canada, you basically have this upstart called Rebel News. And then a lot of the other media is actually owned by the government, like the CBC, Canadian Broadcasting Company. Literally, Justin Trudeau like owns that because the Canadian government owns it. So have very defined goals and a very defined message in communicating those goals would be my advice. I think those two things will go a long way. Oh, I should add a third. Um, look for, look out for Ray Epps. Again, back to my buddy Bob Vanderplatz. One of the things he does when they host their events here with the family there in Iowa, when they break for lunch or take conference breaks, he always goes to the podium and in front of the media says, there's media here that hates us. They are looking to write the story about the one crazed person that will fulfill all their stereotypes of who they are. Do not be that person, right? Okay. So be on the lookout for those people to be planted within your ranks. Be on the lookout for that. We'll move on to Keith Dibel. Can Caitlin Clark claim she's a dude so she can play on the guys team? (laughs) Yeah, is the answer. For those of you that don't know who this is, um, she's probably going to be the national player of the year in women's basketball. She's at the University of Iowa. And from right here in Des Moines, good Catholic girl. Yeah. And it, it's, it's, it's like, I think Steph Curry, but like better. Yeah. It, for me, in a, in a way, but she kind of has some swag to her too, that yeah. Curry is more robotic and kind of doesn't, you know, who she reminds me, I'm going to go way old school. Okay. And even though he often did this at the expense of my favorite team, I couldn't help but begrudgingly respect Michigan state had a player back in the eighties named Scott Skiles. 
So sure. to be way before Aaron, okay? And he was like, he came in like the, his last couple years were right before the three-point line came in. And if you go back and watch some of those, he was basically a one-man team for Michigan State for like two years. And he was like a big-time stoner, you know? So imagine how good he would have been sober. But basically the Michigan State offense was what Iowa runs now with Caitlin Clark. Green light anytime you want. You're dribbling the ball. Shoot from anywhere you want on the floor. And he'd come down wearing those still tidy whitey shorts from the, that they hadn't gone longer yet. And dude ran a lot of smack. Okay. Like you can, I mean, I, you could hear him saying to Antoine Jobert back in the day, shoot it fat boy. Okay. I mean, he ran a lot of trash. Okay. But um, he, I mean, just a few feet. Chris Jackson at LSU was another guy like this back in the day. One man team until Shaq showed up. He could, you know, Dale Brown just let him shoot anytime he wanted to be two steps in from the half court line and it, it, jacking it up often was going in. And that's what it's like watching her, man. She is a freak show and, and, uh, she's a ton of fun. I, I actually watched a little bit of that yesterday cause y'all were playing Michigan for yep. the big 10 championship. Yep. And it's, even if she's doing this to your team, it's, it's hard not to, um, enjoy watching the show at the same time. I mean, she's incredible. Moving on. Scott Seberg says, I keep hearing people say that workers are being incentivized to stay home. I realized last year this was true, but is this still happening and where? I live in New York and there's been nothing extra from New York State since last August. Still see every business saying can't find anyone to work. So where are all the workers? Excellent question. That's my answer. All right. Next, Alyssa Albert says, one of my biggest problems with President Trump is that it seems he refuses to look at the possibility that the glorious jab might not be the best thing since sliced bread and may have killed and injured more people than the virus. Do you think he'll ever acknowledge that there are some major issues with the jab? Um, I think it is possible. Provided it aligns with his self-interest to do so. And and frankly, that's that's kind of my answer, unlike everything with Trump. I think it is possible, like literally anything. I think it is possible if it aligns with his self-interest. And I know I know there's a cadre of you in this audience that just can't stand it when I say stuff like that. Cause you need heroes. I don't, man. I'm good. I got fictional ones like the last and a Krypton, and I got real ones that rolled a stone away. I don't need my politicians to be heroes. I'm good. Good. I just need them to do the damn job I sent them there to do, regardless of what their motivations are. I prefer if their motivations were aligned with mine or a, some form of transcendent conviction, because I think that's more likely to stand the test of time than just your own, um, you know, carnal desires. But if it's a choice between your carnal desires lining up with mine or Marxism, I'll, I'll go ahead and roll the dice with your carnal desires. Fair. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I'd, I'd prefer his motivations were the same as mine, but it's, I'm not God. I'm totally fine if they're not, that, you know, he'll, he'll have to answer to God for that someday. But that's kind of my answer when it comes to anything with Donald Trump. Maybe if the time comes that his self-interest align with that. Uh, next, and this is the last one we have, actually. Wow, have Bar you ever got, gotten to the end of these before? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Uh, Barbara Hayden says, your show talks about evil and demonic forces in our culture, so I thought you might answer my question. Can Christians come under the influence of demons? 
Let me think. How do I want to answer that? Do you need a build bar? <laughs> um, I'm going to stall for time by first telling you about real estate agents I trust.com. Um, you know, trying to sell your home in any, in any era can be challenging. But in these unprecedented times, Bing. it can be even more so. That's why you want to make sure you go in with a not demonically possessed but uh, a, a real estate agent on the side of the angels, on the side of light, where would you find them? Well, we can't you know, necessarily speak to their spiritual condition, but we definitely screen their track records and we look for proven vetted records of success that you can rely on, you can trust. And that's why we created this website, realestateagentsitrust.com, just about anywhere you want to move to or from here in the U.S. We can hook you up with one of these over at realestateagentsitrust.com. I think this is pretty easy if you just pay attention to the quest, the language. Can you put it up there? Influence of demons, yes. Can a Christian be possessed by demon? That's a much different question. I guess because, I guess, you know what, you're right to read the question as it is because I immediately jumped to that extent. Um, but Off the top of my head, I'd say no, you can't be possessed by one. And I... I'm not doing a thorough exegesis. I have not done one, so... But I think influenced, of course. Yeah, absolutely you can be influenced. I mean, you you just wrote... You're doing a movie about that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, absolutely we can be. You bet. I mean, when, when Jesus is describing the last days, he says, hey, the Lord had to cut those short because even the elect themselves would be deceived, right? Okay? So... I mean, didn't we just live through the last 23 months where we saw people who were, you know, breathing fire and brimstone from pulpits suddenly just lose their damn minds? So this poses the scariest question of all, though. If you say you're a Christian, are you really? This is where Jesus said, I, I did... You know, I did this and this and this in your name. And Jesus says, I hardly knew you. Yeah, That's but this the scariest is, question of all in Christendom. Yeah. That, that, that is. But then, but Jesus also says, okay, no one can come to me unless the father who sent me sent them to me. And then I will raise them up on the last day. I've father, I've not lost anyone you have sent to me. Okay. So that gets us into a, an, uh, you know, an, a, a millennia, two millennia old debate about are you, are you, once you are saved, are you always saved or not? Okay. Can you walk away from salvation? Um, and that's a conversation that at 1250, we simply just don't have the time to have. As to this question though, absolutely we can be demonically influenced. And in terms of the extent and depths of it, my answer would be all things work together for the glory of God and for those called according to his purposes. And so if you are a Christian, you are called and you are called to his purposes. So if this is a form of suffering that God permits, then it is for his glory. It's, it's for this to be revealed for a greater or better purpose later on, I guess is how I would answer that question. But this is also why we are told to to no longer be conformed to the thoughts and patterns of this world, 
but to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. To be willing to see through eyes of faith and not just physical sight. Now, that bias can go the other way. For example, I absolutely believe now, I'm 100% convinced, and you should know this if you're in our audience, I am 100% convinced that you are watching real spiritual war play itself out. Like intentional, not like secondary as part of the human condition and the temptations we all face. I mean like hot war. Like hot war. The spiritual version of that. Not the, the Cold War tension between light and dark. Like when things go hot, okay? I think we're watching that play out right now in the natural world. I, and I think as a part of that, the layers and levels of deception are systemically more vast than what we have dealt with before. And, I, and, and that's going to play a huge role for me in how I see events unfolding. But if I'm wrong about that, if I'm right about that, it could make me really right about a lot of things that a lot of other people don't discern or see. But if I'm wrong about that and that's my default setting, it, it could make me oblivious to things that are much simpler than I'm willing to accept. Mm-hmm. Right? Sure. And an example of that could have been what you heard this entire show. Just because it was good theater doesn't mean it was right. So, you know, it ain't from my lips to God's ears. You know, test the spirit you hear on this show too. Any final thoughts? Well, Florida, did you did you well this time around? You got a spring in your step? Yeah, I think that's uh, that was a fun way to uh, get back to work today. Coming back to the warmer weather coming helped too. Oh, I was there. Yeah. I remember. Because yeah, you remember what it was like last year coming oh. back to the desolation known as an Iowa winter, but coming back to this kind of sustained the momentum a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And the calendar's going to read March tomorrow. Yeah. And for me, psychologically, that's almost like a boost, you know? So there you go. All right. We're to stick around and do overtime for our blaze TV subscribers at blaze TV.com slash dace. You'll be able to download and watch it there later. That's where you can go to become a subscriber too. If you'd like to, uh, for the rest of you, we will see you again tomorrow, noon to two Eastern after hall of famer, Glenn Beck here on blaze TV until then John three seventeen. This is Steve Dace on the blaze radio network.